Hey dear, I am so happy you're here. My name is Courtney, and I'm a wife, a toddler mom, and an aspiring entrepreneur. When I first became a mama, I thought I knew what I was doing, but boy was I wrong. The woman that I was in that first year is just a little bit different than the woman and the mom that I have become in this second year, and that's because I have become obsessed with personal development. If you hang with me, I promise that together we will figure out how to replace self-doubt with confidence, uncertainty with consistency, and we're even going to try to conquer the comparison game. So if you're ready to chase your own dreams, even after chasing around a little one, then you're in the right place. This is Chasing Courage. Hello, loves. On today's podcast, we have our first interview. I struggled so much with who I was going to interview, and the stars just completely aligned when I had met um, a photographer named Andrea Witt, and I found out about this photographer from a friend and neighbor. She had first just added me to her Facebook group, just really for the purpose of the fact that it was a great place for Um, women who were looking for empowerment and body positivity, something I could totally vibe with. So I followed her for months on Facebook, uh, admiring her beautiful photography and just the body positivity that was within the group. And eventually I did decide that I wanted to do my own shoot with her. And this was boudoir photography. If you aren't familiar, this is photography where, you know, you get dressed up in sexy lingerie. And um, I was planning on doing this. I'm going to be really honest. I was doing it first and foremost for myself, you know, because of the struggles that I've had with my confidence and my body image since giving birth to my son. I wanted to do it for myself to get a little bit of that back. But then I also wanted to um, have these images be a gift for my husband for our three-year wedding anniversary. So I had my consultation call with Andrea in February of this year. We had scheduled for the shoot to be in April, and that would then get the images to my husband for our anniversary late May. Well, as you can maybe all guess, because of COVID, I was not able to do my photo shoot as planned in early April. So we had to reschedule. We actually rescheduled twice (laughs) due to just all of the COVID restrictions and things like that that they were placing on, you know, photographers and just being in close quarters with people who uh, you didn't immediately live with. So it just ended up that my shoot was about a month ago at this point when you're listening to this. Um, Today, as I'm recording this little intro, it is June 30th. My shoot was May 30th, May 31st. And oh my goodness. So it was absolutely an amazing, amazing experience. Talk about somebody being your ultimate hype girl and making you feel like you are the absolute most beautiful person in the entire world. Aside from some of the compliments that my husband has given me, no one other than Andrea during that photo shoot made me feel um, as amazing as Andrea did that day. So just in our conversation that we had, very candid conversation during the shoot, um, she and I got to talking, obviously, and it was during that same 
time that I was finishing up and completing my podcasting course. And as she was sharing with me some of her her personal story, some of the um, information about her struggles with raising her two kiddos, I literally said to her in that moment, the first time ever meeting her, other than like our consultation call, but I said, I want to interview you on my podcast. Then when I went back to have my reveal session for my photos, just a few short weeks later, I was like, you know what? I think you need to be the first interview for my podcast. And so we scheduled it and this is it. This is what you guys are about to hear. Um, I, there was really so many different routes that we could have taken this interview. There was so much that we had conversation about um, from she lost her mother at a young age to her having two children that are just totally different uh, personality wise to chasing her dreams and, you know, becoming an, an entrepreneur um, in the midst of having a second child and family members not necessarily agreeing with or supporting the career path that she chose and infertility issues. I could just go on and on. Like I could probably do three totally different interviews with this woman on um, separate topics. So I hope that you find some simplicity in this interview. I hope that you find some type of um, encouragement and something relatable in Andrea's story. Uh, As I stated before, I do plan to do about one interview per month, Um, but depending on your guys' feedback, uh, we can do more or less. But anyways, um, let's just dive right in. Andrea, hi. Thank you so, so much for being my guinea pig for my first podcast interview. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. If you could just um, first tell everybody a little bit about yourself, kind of give, you know, the snapshot, just the basic uh, bullet points, if you will, you know, married kids, what you do for a living, all that sort of stuff. Sure. So I'm Andrea Witt. I am a mom of two kiddos. I'm married to a very patient man. um, And I'm also an aspiring entrepreneur. And I know that I technically am an entrepreneur, but sometimes it still feels like I'm always aspiring. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally does. Awesome. Did you say how old your kids were? So my daughter is going to be two in July. And then my oldest, my son, he is going to be seven and a half, which is a big deal. Oh my, oh, seven and a half. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You have to add that half in there. It's very important to him. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Now, wait, your daughter, who's going to be two. Did we talk about this? Because my son's going to be two in July. What's the birthday? I have July 21st. Okay. Yeah. They're like four or five days apart. Super close. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's so crazy. So, okay, let's, let's go backwards. Um, I guess seven and a half, eight years to when you were pregnant with your son, will you just kind of paint the picture of what your life looked like at that time? What were you doing career wise when you found out you were pregnant? Um, how long were you and your hubby married? Just kind of all that sort of stuff. Sure. So my husband and I, we actually were not married at the time, but we were together for probably about a year and a half. He was definitely like my best friend. So it felt like we had already been together for 10 years. Um, but when I got pregnant with my son, I was still pretty young. I was like just freshly 21. So I feel like my life at that point was still just trying to get established. So 
you know, I worked in retail. I did store management type things. Um, but I definitely didn't have a career path. To be honest with you, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. But I feel like I knew I wanted to be a mom. So he actually was planned. It's funny kind of looking back, um, you know, eight years ago. It's like, I don't even know if I know who that person is. That is crazy. I did not know that you were that young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cause yeah, I mean, like I know my, my mom, um, she found out that she was pregnant with me at that same age. I just can't even imagine what I would have done if I was 21 years old and who I would have become at that time. I think what was interesting about it was, I mean, I guess a little bit of a, an idea of my background was, um, my mom was sick for most of my life and I took care of her. I'm talking from the time I was probably eight or nine years old through the time she passed when I was 19. So I feel like when she passed, I felt like something was missing and I realized the caretaking aspect. Like I was used to taking care of somebody for most of my life and, you know, maybe it's not the best intention now, I guess, but I really feel like that was what gave me the passion to be a mom um, because yeah. the, the feeling of taking care of somebody is so rewarding. And I just felt like even at 21, I knew that mentally I was prepared for taking on that responsibility. So you know, even though none of us know what the heck we're getting into. No, um, not at all. But I felt all. like I was ready to accept the challenge. Oh my gosh. Wow. So now you said that you and your husband were not yet husband and wife yet. Did you know though that like, this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with or was oh, like going absolutely. Through- yeah. Okay. <laughs> I Definitely. didn't know if you're like, oh, we made a baby together. And then we're like, oh wow, you are actually pretty right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I knew he was definitely a catch from the, the beginning. Like I said, we were actually best friends. He was my best guy friend. I didn't even realize I was attracted to him. Um, <laughs> so when we became in a relationship, I already knew that he was like it. He was it for me. Oh, that's awesome. So, okay. So then obviously you gave birth to your son. And so what was that like? What was being a mom like at what, 21, 22 years old? Everything was so normal. I feel like his pregnancy was normal. Um, it was a very quick process. Um, you know, being a mom, I think was interesting because I realized that I had to sort of reintroduce myself to myself. Um, because I think that when you become a first time mom, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to continue doing the things I love and you know, this, that, and the other thing. But the reality is there's so many parts of your life that you almost have to put on hold or you have to kind of change your Um, intentions because of your children. And you just, nobody can prepare you for that. So I would say, and I tell this to all of my friends who are, you know, pregnant or expecting their first, listen, there is a good chance that it's going to take you months or maybe a a full year before you even feel like yourself again. And that was the case for me. Mm -hmm. I would say right around my son's first birthday was when I finally started to feel comfortable with not just like my new role in life, but who I was as a person mentally, physically, um, let's say the physically is huge, but Agreed. every way, every way. Yeah, no, that's so true. And it's really nice to hear that too. I mean, I've had some conversations with other new moms, but, um, it does, it takes a long time. Um, and yeah. even, I mean, I guess even if you do bounce back, uh, physically quickly, which I didn't, but, um, me neither girl. Yeah. <laughs> It, Never. It, it's it's not it's not just physical though. It's like mental and emotional, and I yes. it, it really was like around that first birthday. Now that you said that, and I'm thinking about it, like for me, I'm like, oh, one year ago, 
um, that was like that sweet spot of the time frame. And I think it, it maybe will be different for everybody, but um, for me, you know, being that young also, my, my friends were really young. So I went through this phase where I just felt so isolated because none of my friends had kids. And it took me a really long time to realize that those necessarily weren't my friends. They were just the people that saved me a bar stool. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they were not very deep relationships. It was just sort of like at that moment, um, our interests, they aligned because we didn't really have any interests. We were young and we just kind of floated through life. So having a baby was like, I had totally new interests, responsibilities and um, goals in life. Right. Right. So, okay. So then after you had your son, what led to you getting married? How did that all progress afterwards? That is actually pretty interesting. So (laughs) for me, I've always been a very driven person. Um, but at the same time, when my son was born, I knew that I could not put him in daycare full time. It was just not for me. Listen, I'm a high anxiety person as is Mm -hmm. and parenthood just sort of intensified that. So the thought of leaving him like I thought I was going to, it just wasn't happening. So I, I became a stay-at-home mom for the first year. Okay. And I realized that that created a lot of tension in my relationship with my now husband. Um, and I think that the majority of that was because I had to rely on him financially. Mm. And to me, that was a huge blow to my ego. So um, it's just hard for me to do that. I was just taught that you you take care of yourself. You take care of your business. And, um, I felt almost as if not being married made it even harder for me because you know, what does that piece of paper really mean? Looking back at it, I know it's silly, but, um, no, I get you, you know, it just, it just made me feel better. So I will say that when we got married, we got married in 2014. So my son was 18 months old. Um, and like 89% of our relationship issues went poof. And I felt so much better. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know why it's, it's weird. And I think it was probably mostly my fault and on my end, but uh, whatever it was being married just made me feel better. So it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so then um, did you transition then to continuing to be a stay at home mom or what happened from there as far as like a career standpoint goes? Right after we got married, I decided I was ready to go back to the workforce. For me, I just, I don't do well with like hourly jobs. I just don't. So I've always been kind of in sales with commission. So I went back to that. Um, and I did that for like another six months. And I realized that by the time I was like paying for childcare and everything else, um, I was practically, you know, making $3 an hour to be away from my kid for 50 hours a week. Um, so, you know, I kind of just hopped around And I got really lucky and I found an office job that worked way better than retail hours. Um, And I still, I, you know, I hung out there for a while, but it wasn't until I got pregnant with my daughter and used my maternity leave to take full advantage of pursuing my photography career. Okay. So I had already been doing photography on the side. um, But, you know, it's, it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, on the weekends or the evenings, I could squeeze it in. But I thought, you know what, girlfriend, it's time. Either you're going to give this 125%. um, You know, this is your perfect excuse. You're going on maternity leave. You might as well go, you know, all the way. And uh, I I gave myself a goal and I said, okay, I've got six or eight weeks of maternity leave to make X amount of dollars. And if I can pull this off, then it's going to be cheaper for me to do it this way than to go 
pay for two kids in daycare now and yeah. go back to this nine to five job. So oh my, that gosh. was when, that was definitely a shift for me. That was when I finally, you know, went full on and followed my dreams, I think. And you did that when you had a newborn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I Let's just I talk about that, that for a second. <laughs> Um, you know, I guess that having your second kid in some ways, you're a little bit more prepared because you kind of know what the feeling is like. I knew I didn't want to leave another newborn in uh, daycare because mm-hmm. I'd been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just was sort of mentally preparing myself for it. I just think it's very much a coincidence that I was at the point that I was with my photography that I was able to take it and run away with it. So I'm a big believer in the universe. And that was just my time. That was what I needed. Um, I needed somebody to just or something, some event to just tell me like, this is your opportunity and you're going to run with it. Um, Because when I do that, like to myself, it's either this or die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm doing this. (laughs) Make a decision and you go. Now you shared with me um, when we were having our, our photo shoot together that um, your second one, your little girl was a little bit different. Um, and you can use whatever other word you would like, (laughs) Um, (laughs) a little different than your little guy was. So talk to me about that a little bit. Oh, of course. So she is definitely my diva. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, it's amazing to me how two children can come from the same exact parents, but have completely different personalities. So she's definitely my firecracker. Nothing with her is easy. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Um, But I didn't realize that um, until I guess I had the two to compare. So my firstborn, he, looking back, he was so easy. He was um, easy to sleep, easy for eating. Um, He never got into trouble. We didn't even have to baby proof with him. And then, you know, my daughter comes along and she's born early, not only that, but she's born with me, um, which obviously isn't her fault, but it's just, it was like from the beginning, she was just not your textbook type kid and pregnancy and everything. So it's been really interesting. I think it's just when you think you know what you're doing with parenting, you get your second born who then makes you question everything you thought you knew. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She like, uh, she threw the curveball to you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we went through everything you can think of like colic, the crying for hours on end. And of course I love her so much, like her personality. I can't even get enough of her. I always tell people that she's either going to like rule the world or she's going to be incarcerated with her personality. I'm not sure which one, but mommy's going to be there to support her. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now, when you were dealing with the I guess, observing the differences between your two children, how, how was your husband in that and watching you deal with the differences? How did he handle the differences in the two of them? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, I said in the beginning, my husband is a very patient man and I cannot stress that enough. So, um, (laughs) there are so many times of parenting Olivia, my daughter, that I couldn't have made it through it without him. So Um, I think also just leading up to conceiving her and our issues that we had with that, he, I, I find that either it's because of that or because she's a girl, he's very attached to her and he's just so sweet that he always says, that's my baby, you know? Um, but he's definitely 
the same page as I am as far as like, <laughs> yeah, this is a doozy. We have no idea what to do with this. So <laughs> there are a lot of times where we have to sit down and have a conversation and be like, do you remember Connor doing this? Like, I don't remember this happening. Um, but yeah, we just kind of s- swing it together and try to navigate it. Yeah. You're, you're lucky that you have a teammate like that and a patient teammate at that. Oh, so yeah. Like I said, I knew that this man was the one from right away. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Now you had just said issues trying to conceive when you were trying to have your, have your second. Um, and this is, this is a very blunt question. Was that the reason, because there is what, five and a half years between the two of them? Yeah. Is, is that mm-hmm. the reasoning for that, that time gap? Yeah. I always thought that I wanted my kids close together. So we definitely, we try, we started trying when um, Connor was probably about two, but we definitely, yeah, we had fertility issues and I finally was um, on medicine to help me get pregnant. Um, but then I couldn't keep the pregnancy. So I had two losses. Um, the second loss, I was about five months along. So that one was really, really, really hard. Um, but that was pretty much the reason for the distance between them. But it's amazing because when I got pregnant with Olivia, I had given up. I stopped taking my fertility meds. We stopped trying and we actually started going to adoption workshops um, because I decided, you know what, if I'm not meant to be pregnant again and have a baby that way, I'll just, I'll adopt a baby. Like I just sort of had this mentality shift where I'm going to be a mom again. We have so much love to give. I'm going to figure this out. And they are never wrong. You guys, they always say this, the second you stop trying, it happens. And it it really did. (laughs) That is so crazy. That's amazing though. Yeah. I'm really thankful. And I just, again, it's one of those things where that baby was meant to be here. That baby was meant to be five years younger than her brother. It's just how it was meant to be. Yeah. Now, how is their relationship with one another? And I'm, you know, I know that a two-year-old obviously just really starting to get the personality and stuff, but yeah. I'm sure that they have, I mean, they have a dynamic of a relationship with one another. They're really just starting within the last couple months to really, really like pay attention to each other. And, mm-hmm. oh, it's so sweet. She gets so excited and, you know, she goes up and hugs them and gives them kisses. And I think that their relationship together is really just starting. But Aww. my son, he got his patients from my husband and he He's always been such a great helper with her. Yeah. And I can like remember telling him like, don't worry, buddy. Like the older she gets, it'll get more fun. You know, yeah. right now all she really does is cry, sleep and poop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, now watching them together, um, even like yesterday, they were like fighting over a button and they're just like fighting with each other. <laughs> and like my husband and I both had this moment where we're like, oh, <laughs> And it sounds so stupid, but it's so sweet just to watch them together. You know, we dreamt of having kids that could play with each other. And we were a little nervous that we wouldn't get that with the age difference, but we're getting it. Yeah. That's so precious. Yeah. Now, do you, do you see any attributes of your mom and either of your kids? That's such a good question. I I wasn't planning on asking that. Well, it was just meant to pop up then that's for sure. So I actually named my son for my mom. My mom and I on her deathbed, we actually had the conversation because, you know, we knew I was going to go through those stages of life without her. And she told me she loved the name Connor. So Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant, I was like, this is going to be a little boy and I'm going to name him Connor. So my husband had no say in his name. 
but I, I do notice that my son has her nose. My son has my mom's nose <laughs> and it's so cute, but he's silly like her and he's just very like playful. So I definitely see, you know, not just my mom, but also my side of the family more in my son than I do my daughter. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what would you say when your little girl was born, that's when you really started to try and, you know, make this whole photography business blow up. Um, and so obviously Mm -hmm. that's really been in the last two years. Yeah. What would you say has been, you know, the biggest struggle, um, of that? And then also the biggest reward that has come during that time. Sure. So hands down, the biggest struggle is always feeling that, that guilt that you get when, you are pursuing anything that will sacrifice some of your time with your kids. I mean, I think every parent feels that way. Yep. Um, but it, it was one of those things where it's like, actually within the last couple months, I've been so busy that I have to put both kids in full-time daycare. Um, you know, really once we got out of quarantine, of course, but, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, four days a week of like full-time daycare and like, it took me a while to get to this point. And it was really, my focus was how much work can I do without needing to sacrifice my time with my kids? So that's probably the biggest struggle. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the, the biggest reward is just, I really am one of those moms that I need my me time. And by that, I need to feel like I'm contributing to the world. So I know that every day I'm contributing to the world by raising two small humans that are going to turn into adults. Yep. Um, So I know that that's a contribution, but just going out and interacting with people and um, just making a difference in all the women's lives that I work with, like that is the ultimate balance for me. The fact that I can be a mom and still do what I do, it's just... It's everything I hoped for. Yes. Um, okay. Two more questions. What would you tell yourself seven, eight years ago, your 21 year old self right before you got pregnant, um, you know, or, or maybe that day that you found out that you got pregnant, like, what would you tell yourself about like maybe the worries or the fears that you had about being a mom and about the fact that you can, and you will still make your dreams come true someday. I yeah. guess what would that message be to that 21 year old girl? Yeah, I think that I would probably tell her, um, to not worry about what other people expect of you. Um, in so many regards, the fact of what should you be doing with your life? Um, stop worrying about what people think about your parenting style um, and do what's best for your family. And I think that if I could alleviate some of those doubts that I had in myself, you know, I feel like it could have been a faster uh, process. But I think that that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, but I, I really feel like my biggest hurdle in going through the last couple of years would have been, I was just so worried. What are others going to think of me? Like, what if this parenting style isn't the, um, in style or, um, yeah. I tried this and, oh, oh my gosh, like breastfeeding, for example, I know you've already talked about that on one of your episodes, but like all the different little things in parenthood, it is just so important for you to keep your, your mental sanity. Yes. It, you just have to do what works for you and your family and not pay attention to what anybody else is doing. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. Um, share where 
my listeners can find you, whether it be Instagram, your website, um, all the places that they can go and find you personally or professionally. Um, website, um, Instagram is boudoir by Andrea Witt. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and I will, I'll drop those in the show notes. That way um, everybody can just have a direct link to those. And thank you so much. Thank you yeah, so much for your you. time. So much fun. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out the Chasing Courage podcast. If you vibed with this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it on social media and tagged the show. That way I can thank you for helping me build a community of confident and courageous mamas. If you have questions or feedback, feel free to send me a DM. I make a point to respond to each and every one. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. But until then, what will you chase today?